listening to Penalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV podcast. In this episode, we are talking about episode 209 of Supergirl, as well as doing sort of a mid-season review for season two. It's a pot stickers and pizza type of episode, if you will. Oh, I like that. <laughs> delicious. It's a delicious episode. It's a delicious smorgasbord of things that maybe shouldn't go together. <laughs> okay. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. And I'm Stephanie. And there will probably be some mild spoilers for the first nine episodes of season two of Supergirl this episode. So beware. I guess let's let's start out with what we thought of the the return of Supergirl. Andy, why don't you go first? How'd you feel about episode 209? Supergirl lives. Supergirl lives. Yeah, I was going to go, wait, was the episode called The Return of Supergirl? Or Supergirl <laughs> oh, lives? Sorry. Yeah, I was all, what? I'm all, Supergirl was in the episode. <laughs> do, you, do you guys know why they named it Supergirl Lives? No, why? No clue. Please, please tell us, Chris. Have you heard the story of Superman Lives? No. Uh, vaguely. It was the title of what was going to be the... The, the post-Christopher Reeve movies. Oh, so Superman Returns. No, no, it was before that. Oh, They were okay. going to make one, and it never got made. It was the, the one that was going to star Nicolas Cage as Superman. Oh, what? And that? I think be directed by what? Tim Burton. What? Remember that? Yeah, they were going to call it Superman Lives. That was the name of it. Ugh. Oh, my. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. I want to say Kevin Smith was supposed to write it. Is that right? Hmm. Mm, I don't know. It went through so many directors and... Just really glad it was never Nicolas Cage. Although the uh, things that you see with his head photoshopped on Super Superman's body is pretty funny. So, what did you think of Supergirl Lives, Annie? I thought uh, it was it was really nice to see the show back. First of all, I was really happy to see it again after the hiatus. Uh, I thought it had some really good points. I loved all the Danvers sisters stuff and being so cute over Maggie and Alex spending the night together. Oh, God, that was just... Uh. How freaking adorable was Alex? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I just wanted to mm, pinch her cheeks. I know. and <laughs> It's like, wait, is Alex the puppy? <laughs> Alex is the puppy. <laughs> there was this great gif where Alex was talking to Kara afterwards, and the subtitle was... Oh, after, you know, after sex glow looks so good on Alex or something like that. It was hilarious. But I agreed. I love all the fan gifts coming out of that conversation and the crinkle, you know, that was just so cute. And so always more of that. And I do like, again, more of the uh, Sanvers stuff and how that relationship is developing nicely. I did like the the plot in terms of going to another alien world and Kara having to fight without her powers and always being Supergirl in terms of fighting, even if she doesn't have her powers. Was not a fan of Monel in this episode, being just Debbie Downer or, I don't know, Doofus Downer, because it just <laughs> was not very helpful until the very, very end. And I have issues about his storyline. I did like when going on to another planet, how he was cute, how he went through his whole process and got to be a little superhero in his own way. And I love the line, I'm not a red shirt. So, uh, Stephanie, what did you think? You know, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I particularly, I, I felt like it was a good example of the team working together and everybody kind of getting mm -hmm. a little piece of the action and getting to be a hero in a particular moment or what have you. And I really like that it reinforced Supergirl's 
I, I don't know quite the word for it, but I think Supergirl, especially in this iteration in the TV show, it's not about just her having powers and abilities. It's about empowering other people. And I like that that was a big theme in this episode here. And, and I might be the, the odd person out in this, in this, uh, episode i kind of didn't hate manel kind of i i'm kind of just i never really hated him it's just i don't really care (laughs) but i actually i had moments i well really one moment in this episode where i thought you know i i kind of like this guy and i think honestly it's because at least to me in that last scene where manel came to Kara's apartment to tell her that he wanted to be a hero like her it seems like Melissa Benoist and that actor, I'm sorry, I don't know your name, that actor. Chris it, Wood. Thank you. Have a lot of fun working together. They seem to be having a ton of fun in that scene, and it made me like him a little bit. Like, oh, darn it. <laughs> but I, I actually didn't dislike the way that he was used in this episode. I still kind of shrug my shoulders and kind of think, really, we're spending that much time on this guy? Mm. But I didn't actually hate him in this episode. I don't hate him. I have issues with his stories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I didn't even hate the way he was used in the episode this time, which was unusual. But maybe that was just me. Though it did kind of a time smack of like, this is not Kara's purpose to make you a better person. Exactly. Exactly. And that's my issue. I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. As you can probably tell from my every single episode rant. (laughs) I can't wait to hear this because I haven't heard it in a while. But go on. (laughs) Because the thing is, I'm sorry, am I, am I interrupting you, first of no, all, Stephanie? No, go for it. Go for it. Okay. The thing is, it reminds me of, there, there was all this discussion about this particular trope not that long ago. Remember, I think it was not too long after the Lego movie came out, because it's a trope in the Lego movie, as well as countless others, where there's this doofy guy who is apparently just, like, the chosen one, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, this awesome girl, it's always a girl character, shows up. She's already got her stuff together. Right. Knows what she's doing, is already awesome. And basically, her job is to teach that guy how to do what she does already. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's her sole purpose in the story. Right. And to me, this story smacks of that story and it angers me because this show is called Supergirl and should be about Supergirl. I completely agree with you, but here's I I think maybe why I wasn't as bothered by him in this episode it is because it felt like he existed as a way for Kara to iterate and reinforce what she stands for as a superhero. Yes, I agree with you. It bothered me less this episode Yeah, for that reason. It felt like it was more about Kara. Like, he was being used in this episode to bring out something about Kara rather than it being necessarily all about him going through a journey, even though he did that, too. So, right. But I, I completely understand where you're coming from, though. Because, like, know, I, I feel I felt- like that's how this storyline started, too, is it was about Kara trying to do these things with that character. Mm-hmm. But then it just became about that character. Right. And that's where I'm just kind of like, nope, because it feels like, remember before the season started and everybody was super nervous about Superman coming on the show? Like, what if it becomes all about him? I don't want it to become all about him. I feel like that's kind of happening, but with mon and not Superman. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I don't know if I, I mean, I personally didn't see Kara anything new revealed about her 
journey to me anyway in this episode of what her purpose is and how it was revealed how much she would put herself on the line even without her powers. I, you know, when she did that, I was like, well, that's the Supergirl I already know. That's the Supergirl I love. I didn't necessarily need Monel's journey in this episode to point that out to me. That was just what I got. Oh, yeah. It's more reinforcing than it yeah. is yeah. revealing. Yeah. But I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not arguing. I thought the... That. I mean, Monel's journey from a superficial point of view, you're like, oh, the character goes through this change and everything. And I'm like, eh. But... The fact that he just was complaining all the time, and he's like, we should get out of here and everything, and it's just such an obvious counterpoint to Kara's insistence on doing the right thing was very grating on my nerves, and... I don't know. Well, it's like, why is she wasting all this time trying to get him to be better? You know what I mean? Why is the story doing that? And why is... And then what really kind of bothered me at the end was that the aliens are like, hey, they show the hologram of Monel. We're like, we're going after this guy. I'm like, why? But he, he, why are we spending so much time on this guy? Why is he so important? Shouldn't it be about, hey, if they showed a hologram of Supergirl, I would have been like, yeah, you know, something more important going on to be followed in the overarching episodes that I will. But I mean, you get that his storyline isn't done yet. And that there's the big reveal that he's probably the prince, right? I know, but I just, I don't care about the character enough to really care about that. I'm like, eh. It's, it's not, again, the story is, it's not called Monel. So, and there's so many characters introduced this season, I think, to make up for the loss of like Cat and things like that, who I still really miss, by the way, that it's just, you know, again, with a Guardian storyline in this episode, it's just, it's getting too crowded for me. I mean, it's good that, again, this episode was good in a way of spreading it out so that everybody gets a piece of the action, but I feel like it's too small of a piece because there's almost too many characters. I mean, James in the Guardian storyline, I just don't care for because he's like, well, yeah, everybody else is a superhero. Why can't I be? And I'm like, you know, at least Wynn I like better because he's got more of a realistic, hey, I almost got killed moment. And then, you know, he overcomes it in a way that I found much more likable than Monel because Alex encourages him and he goes anyway and then seems to have fun on an alien planet. But I did find it funny that. I was like, well, at least they gave Wynn a flak jacket or, you know, body armor. But then they just left him once they went through the portal. Alex is like, you'll be fine. I'm all, hey. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> no, that didn't make any sense. And I'm like, you could have left need you one to be there to him. get us home. And then I'm going to leave you in danger by yourself. Exactly. They should have They should have left one extra there. Exactly. For like the, the Talian who attacked, like, knock unconscious or something so that Wynn's left So vulnerable. that Wynn could still have right? his moment. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, but I, you know, in terms of all the storylines, I liked Wynn's storyline a lot better than James or Monel. But again, that's just my opinion. But uh, it's just, yeah, storylines are getting a bit crowded for me this season. But I think that happens sometimes with sophomore seasons and See, a lot of See, that's part of my issue with Monel, too, is James got so little screen time this episode, and yeah. the majority of it was in the Guardian guise, like, I, I just and him being on screen really wasn't about him. It was about creating a storyline for Win. It right, wasn't. Which it, I feel is also a a problem I'm having with this Guardian storyline because it started off about James and it feels like it really kind of hasn't been so much. Yeah. Right? Is, mm-hmm. is it just me? But then when we see <laughs> no. James, he's so counterpoint to Kara and he doesn't want to tell her and he's just trying to make himself look good and it doesn't make me like the character anymore. And maybe it's just me, but my 
thought in this episode about James was when he came to talk to Wynn and he's trying to be trying to sort of, you know, smooth over the rough patch from when Wynn got attacked. And, but it, it felt like he was tone deaf in a way that I wouldn't expect him to be in regards exactly. to Wynn being freaked out about what happened. Yeah, they're spending much more, they, the writers, are spending much more time and care with Monel than they are with James. And it's making me really angry. Mm. Because that's my whole thing about Monel. I don't entirely mind them wanting to set up a overarching storyline for the character for the season. Fine. That's fine. But it's mm. when you look at how he's being written versus how they're writing the other characters, mm. many of whom happen to be people of color, that kind of makes me go, hmm, really? Hmm. And how long has McGann been locked away somewhere? I know. I know. I'm so still mad no about that still. McGann. Be- before we get on to all this... Uh, it occurs to me I have not given my review, and I'm complaining <laughs> a lot, and I should clarify, I actually really enjoyed this episode, except for these things that I already mentioned. <laughs> we had to get all this out of the way first, yeah. I couldn't help it. Because, like like you guys, I thought all of the Alex and Kara stuff was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the show doesn't do not that. Not enough of like, it. 90% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> because it just, it makes me as giddy as they were. <laughs> To see them interacting on my TV. Mm-hmm. They were so cute. That's what makes like, they, the show. Seriously. I yeah. love them so much. It is, it's the heart of the show. And I, I just, and this season they haven't had their little coda scenes at the end of the episodes, mm-hmm. which is what coda means, if you don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> when, when they had the ending scene with Monel and Kara, I could kind of feel Chris screaming somewhere east of me like why is Monel <laughs> sitting on the Danvers sister couch I know, that is he, the Danvers sister couch I, I personally I mean I know you said they you thought Melissa and the actor clicked there but I was like eh, it wasn't quite working for me and he's like I'm just going to not so subtly pull the blanket over myself and I'm like eh, no I just I don't think those characters have chemistry but that's just me so they're all right, but it's one of those things. If they made it clear that it was sort of like a, like a siblingy kind of a yeah, thing, but it seems to be right. I feel the like line. they is, but I feel like that's how they handled it this episode. Yeah, me too. And I like that. I think me that's too. fine. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. But you know, I, you, you I actually, keep your face away from her face, Mono. <laughs> that, but because I quite liked that ending scene where she gave him the highlights magazine and said you were a little less goofus and a little more gallant in this you know, recently. I thought that was a sweet callback mm-hmm. to earlier in the episode. Right. So I actually thought but that still, last scene between the two Alex? of them was good. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> that's okay. She's too busy with uh, Maggie. I so know. That's okay. And I, I did really... There are many things about this episode that I loved. I love the fact that when... Monel did that thing that always bugs me where characters, they, they completely don't listen to the person who knows better than them. Yeah. <laughs> and he went running after her through that portal instead None of, of telling her happened. sister. Like, at least just make a phone what call she told first. Him. Jeez. I, I, when he went running after her in the portal, I was like, okay, tell me he at least called Alex first. No, he didn't. And I'm like, ah, just makes me even more irritated at you. So I liked that Kara yelled at him for that. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and I liked that Maggie was clear about her boundaries with Alex. Because mm-hmm. while I, I thought Alex in this episode was like the best big sister ever to both Kara and kind of win too, you know, she was kind of uh, only about a 4.5 on the girlfriend scale. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was, I was saying before, it's like, 
Oh, Alex, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it, Alex. But I get it. I understand, but no. Exactly. <laughs> but here's my thing. Maybe it's because I just haven't had a girlfriend in 10 point million years, but <laughs> 10 point million. <laughs> I, I think, you know, this is my bit when it comes because I haven't really reviewed some of the Sanvers stuff that I wanted to say early in our earlier episodes was that it's interesting to me how, you know, Maggie comes across as the experienced one and she's, you know, seems to put out all the feelers towards Alex and then Alex confesses her feelings and then Maggie shuts her down going, well, this is all new and exciting for you, but I'm not ready for that. But then... No, no. Two days- Maggie didn't say, I'm not ready for that. Oh. Maggie said, you're not you're ready, not for, ready that. for that. Excuse me. But then it was like, two days later, I almost died. Okay, now I'm over that. And, you know, let's kiss. And then now... I- did, did you not listen to our episode about that? I, no, I didn't listen to you, but I'm just saying... <laughs> would have think i would have had the time but i think she was on that episode no i wasn't yeah you were Not with you guys <laughs> was i yes you were we've had this conversation about two days later you i know, know i know the two days right. later Andy thing. was there yes, yes i was, was there, there. But <laughs> i think it's I, I think with maggie it's realistic that she's I th- <sighs> what am i trying to say it's like i'm not sure <laughs> I just I, I can I think it's good writing that Maggie is setting boundaries with Alex, but at the same time, me personally, I feel a little I would feel a little hurt if someone said that to me. Maybe it's just because I'm being, you know, overly sensitive. You get one, and I'm like, yeah, okay. But then, it, but the whole point of that was Alex knew she messed up. Yeah, Alex knew she messed but up. I like that scared, too. Thank and you. Say, and I like that Alex was like, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, she was freaking out. She was like, I get five minutes of happy. She was in the middle of a stressful situation. But I don't know. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you just get to trample Treat people everybody poorly. else's feelings. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's the point that I, Maggie's making. I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like you can you can freak out this one time, but next time you got to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's basically what I it think was. My implication was, or I think the implication that I took from that was, okay, you know, if you freak out again, it's over. I'm calling this off instead of you have to talk. No, to me. I think what she was implied because Alex basically broke up with her. She was like, no, 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 I can't do this. Bye. And so I think what Maggie was trying to say is, you get to freak out and break up with me just this once. You know, but she didn't I understand. Make it explicitly and clear that she broke up with her. She just said, "I need I to get out." Did. of it. Okay. I think she did. I think I'm pretty sure she said something to the fact that this is a bad idea. I can't do this. Okay, is I believe what she said. Something to that effect. So that was my impression: was that Maggie was telling her, "You get to freak out and break up with me this one time. If we do this again, like you can't just smooth this over with an apology. Like that's I, I'm not going to do this over and over again." Mm-hmm. So I, I think probably it's not a matter of like. You get one, and then if you... <laughs> I know, I just... I was, but she was making it very you clear. You can never like, freak out again. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not, I think, what she was saying. But basically, to sort of, you know, dump her like that, that's not cool. And Alex knew that wasn't cool. So I right. think Maggie was just setting the boundary of, like, I'm not going to do this every time we get in a stressful situation. That's just mm-hmm. not fair. Because it's not. Yeah. Again, next time you got to talk to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just none of this shutting down business. I, I'm just like you did this time. Yeah. I'm just hoping. I mean, and again, I think the writing is doing mostly a good job. That, yeah. Again, they need to communicate more, but that I can understand Alex's side side of it. 
a bit going, well, I'm freaking out because this is new to me and I'm in a stressful situation kind of thing. So I just saying I sympathize. But Oh, I sympathize too. Can I also say I liked the fact that the free- the reason Alex was freaking out was not, oh my god, I'm dating a girl, what am I doing? This was a terrible mistake. I'm glad that that was not the way that they went. <laughs> right. No, I mean, this just... is completely in line with Alex's character. The, right. Because, as Maggie said, like the one thing that makes Alex this nuts no, is Kara. Yep. Tears you up more and than specifically Kara being in danger. Yeah. And I love how the, <laughs> the line about... And the glasses don't help. Yeah, that's what I totally keep telling her. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Another character is finally seeing how obvious that is. <sighs> I so appreciate that Maggie, you know, the detective, yeah. is like, mm-hmm. clearly, clearly, clearly your sister is Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. I read an awesome post on Tumblr at one point that was like, you know, headcanon, everybody in National City knows that Kara is Supergirl, but they like her so much that they just keep it secret. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's great because, yeah, again, the glasses. And I, li- I like the fact that you guys did point out to me, I'm all, oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense that you're like, Annie, Kat knows that Kara is Supergirl. She's just not saying it. I still think that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, she's that, that's she's what you were telling me too anyway, much. Chris. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. Yeah. So, but I like that headcanon. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was happy that we got back to Snapper Car and seeing Kara in the news yes! again in this episode. <sighs> okay, I yes, finally yes. kinda started liking Snapper Car at the very end <laughs> when he said, "You're supposed to, Eddie. That's I know, what that was for." <laughs> when the camera opens on his uh, on him, and he's so grumpy, and I'm like, ah, I'm like, where's Cat? It's funny for me to see Ian Gomez playing that role, because I think of him as Javier from Felicity, who's just like the most fun, easygoing, happy guy. Like, oh, he's so grumpy here. Come on, Javier. Did you you just need some coffee? Apparently, he needs coffee (laughs) and a Danish. (laughs) That that is me in the morning, I admit. Grumpy until I've had my, yeah. Your chai tea? My chai tea and my Danish. (laughs) If you don't know what we're talking about, go on YouTube, see if... See if you can find any clips, like, look up Felicity Javier. He is so entertaining on that. He's delightful. He's delightful. But I was glad to see her back in the newsroom this episode. Can I also say, I thought Kara, as in Kara Kara, not not Supergirl, Kara's outfits this episode, on point. Sometimes they put her in some things that I think, really? Because she had great ensembles this week. I, I love how costuming is always so important to you. I enjoy... A, a snappy pair of khakis and a nice button-down shirt, and the and the contrasting pink belt. Nice, it was a good pick. <laughs> would just say it looks sexy, like you it know, does. business casual, sexy. I uh, maybe she thought she might see Lena later. No <laughs> Lena in this episode. <laughs> okay, I, I have to have a, yeah again. This is my unpopular opinion. I know I'm not into Supercorp as much as everybody else is. Uh, we'll see. But because I was into Super Cat, not necessarily. Well, OK, maybe a little bit romantically, but I've seen too much fan art. But I like that relationship. And I think Lena and Kara, they just I don't know. Lena's still a little bit cold to me. But, you know, you got all <laughs> I know. She does Even not feel Lena's vision? heat vision. I do not feel <laughs> Lena's heat vision. I feel oh, my Kara's, goodness. But, yeah. Oh my goodness! I just again, I am I'm the so lone confused. lesbian. My world has been I turned upside down. So, 
I knew you guys would be shocked and disappointed in me. So, sorry. Unpopular opinion. That's my unpopular opinion. Moving on huh. so you guys don't crucify me. <laughs> no, I don't know no, what I to mean, say. I don't know everybody, what to say. Everybody, everybody ship is shocked what you want. and disappointed. You know, that's fine. But I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised, too. I am. Uh, it's just, it's all, it's cute. But I'm like, I think everybody, it's all subtexty. So everybody's like, when's it going to happen? And I'm like, oh, calm down, people. No, I, I don't. I don't I'm think not it's holding going my to breath happen. for anything yeah, to happen. Oh, but. but I don't think that Katie McGrath's heat vision is subtext. I think it is full text in Katie McGrath's mind. <laughs> <laughs> that I would agree with. There, there, yeah, <sighs> I see it there. I'm just since, since we're talking about Lena, and she wasn't actually in this episode. Shall we use this as a transition point to to revisit, revisit some the things? first half of the the season? Yes, let's please revisit in- Lena. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I'm glad my eyebrows because I see the expression on Stephanie's face when when she just did that. That was funny. I, I wiggled it. my eyebrow suggestively for those uh. listening to this podcast, which is all of you, uh, <laughs> including me. So, Chris, Chris, you yes. had thoughts about Lena and Kara and a thing. <laughs> I have a whole thing about Lena's first appearance. Because, or first episode, rather. Because, of course, that's the episode where, because Superman is in it, they make all of these references to the Superman movies, the the Richard Donner ones, including the whole thing with the helicopter, which, at the time, I just thought, oh, it's a helicopter thing, like, like when Superman saved Lois in, I think it was the first Superman movie. I just thought, oh, that's kind of cute that they're doing like a little a little wink and a nod to that. And then in the context of everything that happened after that with Lena and Kara <laughs> and or Supergirl, I'm kind of like, holy crap, are they doing a thing? <laughs> <laughs> but you have to explain what the thing is. I don't understand what the thing is, Chris. I can see the thing. Believe me, I can. I'm just not as into the thing as every lot of other people are. Because in case you didn't know... Lois is Superman's love interest. Right. I know that part. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, is there a weird parallel thing here? Which got me thinking about mm, yeah. this quote from Margot Kidder, because Margot Kidder had talked about her approach to playing Lois, which was that Lois would approach Clark and Superman differently or, or react differently to the two because, you know, Clark is just like the big goofball she works with who's, you know, he's... He's a decent human being, but she's a little dismissive of him, right? Whatever, it's just Clark. But then Superman, she'd get a little flustered by, because he's Superman. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm thinking about Kara and Lena in the context mm. of the Richard Donner Superman movies, I'm like, Lena just is all kind of flirty and flustered all the time. It doesn't <laughs> matter if it's Supergirl or, or Kara. She's just like oh. that all the time. So the glasses <laughs> obviously aren't working for her either. And yes. I just I got I got really excited about this theory. But that's I like your point though about it being a reference to Superman saving his love interest in the in the helicopter. That that does give me something to chew on. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed appropriate to do a <laughs> there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Since we're talking about Superman, I just wanted to to mention, since I wasn't on the first episode in which we talked about Supergirl Season 2, I wanted to mention how much I really loved 
Superman on Supergirl. I loved the way that they brought in that character and how he was portrayed on the show because it felt like he very much like we were talking about earlier he did not come in and overpower Kara I love when they both went to go deal with the I think it was a plane that was falling from the sky you know he flies up and Supergirl's doing her best to hold the plane up and he asks if she needs his help before he just kind of tries to take over the situation it's like yes thank you and and I love that they introduced him as Clark rather than a Superman we kind of got to see the important of that dual aspect of both of their personalities the sort of average person part of them as well as the the super blank person uh, part of them and and I just I really enjoyed him on the show I'm hoping we'll see him again later in the season me too and that's also why I was super happy to see Kara back as a reporter this episode because it really felt toward as we were getting toward the hiatus that we lost a lot of that Kara as a regular person storyline. Right, which is also part of my issue with Mono. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's why we like the Danvers stuff so much. I was so not much. trying to bring it back to Monel. <laughs> just want to put that out there. <laughs> I know, and I don't I don't want to take it back there. I'm just commenting. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I think we miss the Danvers stuff so much because that's more of the Kara as a regular person type thing. Mhm. Right. And that I think that especially, too, because it's Kara and Alex, and it's always been about, you know, there's no real divide between Supergirl and Kara when she's with Alex. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. There's that great scene in the first season. I think Stephanie actually hasn't gotten there yet, so I'm sorry to spoil this for you, Stephanie. It's okay. Go for it. But there's... There's a great scene where Supergirl gets back to Kara's apartment and just, like, starts hanging out with Alex in her Supergirl costume. <laughs> yeah, that's Aww. Right. Like, they cuddle up on the couch under the blanket, and she's still in her Supergirl costume. Aww. And it just makes me really Wait, happy. You still haven't finished season one? No. Oh. I'll get to that here in a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because you were mentioning, Annie, about not particularly caring for the, the Guardian storyline. And, and I do think that that is... A, a hazard of some of the writing choices that they've made in this season is because you have you have Wynn who's moved from Catco over to the DEO. You have James who's pursuing a kind of a vigilante storyline. Cat's not the, in this season because of I, I understand things kind of outside of the writer's control. But because of those things, it feels like we've really lost a lot of what grounded Kara as a person rather than as Supergirl. And that's that's a shame, I think, because I think that's a really important balance that needs to be there when it comes to Superman, when it comes to Supergirl, that they have those two sides of them. Right. And especially since this whole reporter storyline started with Kara expressing the desire to help in both personalities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, if Kara is not constantly reminded of being a regular person and a reporter, not that she would, but it's, it makes her more connected, more grounded to humanity and how's she going to know who she's fighting for, you know, as opposed to just being a super being all the time around other super beings in the DEO fighting other aliens. You know what I mean? Or not? Yes and no, because Alex is at the DEO. Yeah. And Alex, of course, is Kara's greatest tie to humanity. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. I know. I just love them so much. Mm. Me too. I see, I've told you this before, I see gift sets of them on Tumblr and I, I tear up Aww. pretty regularly. Aww. <laughs> but then I just live on the constant verge of tears, so. <laughs> As do I. 
Speaking of things that make me go, aww, I, I forgot to mention a moment in, I forget which episode it was in, but it was in back in the beginning of season two, when Alex and Maggie, they went undercover at the, not casino, I was going to call her casino again this week when I was watching, I was like, oh, it's casino, and then Kara says roulette, like, oh, oh shoot, thanks, Kara. Home <laughs> oh, casino? We're not at a casino, and then I realized, oh, you're talking about the character. <laughs> yes, I keep forgetting her name. Her name is not Casino. <laughs> but now I'm going to call we know. Casino. If we hear Stephanie talk about Casino, <laughs> know that she's talking about roulette. <laughs> so Maggie and Alex are going undercover at roulette's fighting ring. <laughs> and there's this really cute moment where they're going in and apparently Maggie kind of decides that they need to pretend to be kind of coupley to get into the door and she takes Alex's hand and there's this moment where Alex just kind of looks at her hand, the fact that Maggie took her hand and you can tell she's considering it, but it doesn't become like a big thing. It's a very small moment in sort of her progression of coming out and realizing she likes Maggie. And I just forgot to mention that I really liked that moment and I wanted to mention it now. When she kind of smiles, which is why I was she like, does. she clearly likes it. Yeah. Yes. They're clearly flirting, right? <laughs> Alex didn't know. <laughs> Alex no had no idea. <laughs> and how cute was it? Could have fooled me, Alex. <laughs> I know. But how cute was it, you know, in Supergirl Lives to have Alex go, I can't believe you're in my apartment and you're wearing my shirt. You know? I know. <laughs> I love that. You're wearing my shirt. Yeah, is that okay? That's amazing. <laughs> but was she pantsless? That's what I want to know. I don't know if she was pantsless. I feel like this show is a little too wholesome for her. I know. To have I know. I think no. I think that was just something I read on Tumblr. Down, so it's whatever you want to think. Okay. <laughs> I know. That was just something I read on Tumblr. Honestly, she's not wearing any pants. I bet she's not wearing pants. <laughs> I saw that too. I also saw some excellent commentary on on Alex's shirt because mm. I don't know if you noticed this. It says "Hello Sunshine." Mm. So somebody's like headcanon. <laughs> I'm I'm very into the Tumblr headcanons. And they were like, my headcanon is that Kara got that shirt for Alex because Alex is Kara's sunshine. And then I cry again. Aww. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> I love it when you send us these Tumblr headcanons. That, that seems like it might have been a shirt she might have stolen from Kara, though. I feel like Kara mm, would buy maybe. herself a Hello Sunshine shirt. But I, that makes sense to me that Kara would have purchased the shirt for Alex as well. Yeah. You're right, because Kara is just that sentimental. Mm -hmm. And. and you know, me too, Kara. <laughs> Speaking of sentimental, I'm all about the transitions today. Speaking <laughs> of sentimental, <laughs> we forgot to mention in our discussion of Medusa that we really appreciated the moment that Jean and Kara had out on the balcony. I knew he was going to say what he said. Didn't care. Cried anyway. Don't care. <laughs> it was just so sweet. Did you actually cry or did you just well up, Stephanie? I welled up, okay? <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> because I have to I have to explain for everybody. When Stephanie told me this before, she was like, <laughs> like I cried at the episode. And then the next time she told me, she was like, well, I, I didn't cry. I welled up. <laughs> and then I think the time after that, I was like, you know, my eyes got a little moist. <laughs> It just, she just keeps walking it back every time she tells me. No, no. See, I, I actually, I well up, and sometimes I cry there was dust at Supergirl. In the air in my but eyes, every but... time I cry at Supergirl, I'm like, beep show, beep Chris, 
why'd you have to get me into the sand? I'm like, Chris would be so proud of me. I'm crying at the show again. I know she is. I am. Yes. It it hits all of my sympathy uh, reactors, so just like crying all the time. Like, okay. Me too, Alex. Me Here's too. the thing. I just it's not that I don't want people to think that I that I cry because I don't mean it to sound like I, oh no I <laughs> don't cry <laughs> <laughs> dust in my eye. <laughs> I just don't want people to get the wrong idea because when Chris says she's crying, she means her face is moist, like <laughs> tears are falling. That's <laughs> my true. definition of crying. See? So when I say I'm crying, I don't want to give people the wrong idea because I like to be specific, apparently. So I get I tear up more than I actually cry. You know what made me cry? Tears on my face crying. Hidden figures. Hidden figures made me cry. <laughs> so it is, a, I, it is a very good movie. If I say I'm hidden figures crying, that means I'm, <laughs> I'm really crying. <laughs> All right. We got it. <laughs> I can I can verify that she was crying. I saw her wiping away <laughs> tears at the end of the movie. <laughs> should have taken a picture. Oh goodness! <laughs> it's true. She probably should have. It doesn't happen all that much. See now you now it sounds like you mean to be like oh, I'm not crying. I don't cry. <laughs> I'm a tough guy. I am uh, a tough guy. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I was tough only guys. Supergirl no, not really. crying, not hidden figures crying. <laughs> You are all about the segues today. I am segueing, segueing. Speaking of uh, tough guys, <clears throat> though he's not really a tough guy, uh, we we have forgotten to mention <laughs> for a while now <laughs> the little tag scene in regards to Monel that was in Medusa about the fact that there are aliens who are after him, and now we see it again. We saw it again in Supergirl Lives. So there, we mentioned it. That's a thing that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> We c- and like he's he's the prince, right? He's probably the prince. He lied because he has to be. Because there's these times where where they're they're trying to teach him to like do stuff and things. And I'm thinking he was supposed to be a guard. Shouldn't he know how to fight and stuff? So I agree. He, he probably is the prince and not the guard, like uh, he originally said. Plus, there was the whole thing with the aliens bowing to him this episode. Mm-hmm. True, yep. true. Though he seemed to be puzzled by that. So I, I, I I'm not uninterested in his backstory but i just don't want it to be the whole story for the rest of the season and i'm afraid it's going to be i really do i just i feel like they're taking too long with it yeah 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 Uh, but we also wanted to use this opportunity while talking about monel uh, to apologize for a grave error that we made do you want to do you want to relate this chris (laughs) yes because i'm the one who made the grave error (laughs) Uh, Google lied to me, or or I got really confused by what I read. I don't know Google what it was. Google lied to me, too. I feel like I was duped by Google. I feel like I looked at the exact same pages before, and they said one thing, but now, when I Google them again, they say something completely different. Okay, so here's what happened. In, I think it's the first episode that we did about season two, I said that Monel was the new Superboy. Mm-hmm. He is a Superboy. He is not the Superboy I thought he was, because I was thinking of Connor, who is not Monel at all? He is Connell? I think so. Why is everybody's last name L? <laughs> because it's a family name, I thought. It is it is a family name. But Monel is from Get Daxum. Yes, Maybe but here's what it's happened. A galaxy apparently family when name. Apparently when Monel first showed up. They thought he maybe was related to Superman. This is in the comics? Yes. Okay. 
as I understand it, unless the internet lied to me again. <laughs> we're, we're, we're watching you, internet. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. I'm just perpetually confused. If you, if you catch me accidentally lying again, please let us know <laughs> so that we can correct ourselves. So why is Monel's last name L if he's from Daxum? Because they, they thought he, they didn't know that is basically what it was. I think he showed up with no memory or something. Okay. Again, I could be, I could be wrong about some of this, but. <laughs> oh, this is sounding familiar. So they thought he was related to Superman. So like he took the L last name and then right. I think, I the think Mon... Superman kind of unofficially adopted him. Yeah. And I think the, the Mon actually comes from like Monday because that's when they found him was on a Monday or something like that. Sure. Let's go with that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like how they named him, right? Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's the case, why in this universe in which he there was not that origin of the character, why is his last name still L? I don't – just bugs me. Because this is a thing that all of the Greg Berlanti shows seem to do. Maybe just all of the DC TV shows, because I, I know Gotham does this a little bit too. They seem to be taking existing characters and just like really twisting – their story to mm -hmm. fit whatever it is the show writers want to do. Mm. Fair. Yeah. So we're sorry about the whole Monel becomes Superboy thing. That is, in fact, not the case. He has a but terrible... But he does, though. Well, he's, is he Superboy Prime? Or is he Superboy in the Teen Titans? What, what, which Superboy no, is no, he? No, no, Legion of Superheroes, I Legion think. Legion of Superheroes. Okay. Because he goes to the future. <laughs> the Legion of Superheroes are in the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But Monel, Do you remember that flight ring that that uh, Kara finds? There, she's that she finds that ring in the Fortress of Solitude that's got the the L on it. Do you guys remember that? They just they just show it real quick. No, that's a Legion of Superheroes flight ring. Oh. Is that in from is the that future. in this show? We're we talking about the show <laughs> or the comic. It was in Supergirl. It wasn't in this episode. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I remember that. Okay. But in the comic books, Monel, his alter ego is also terrible name, Largand mm -hmm. or Valor. I'm not entirely sure if I'm pronouncing Largand correctly. Apologies. I believe you are. Okay. But that's just terrible. Like that's Lard that's Boy. a terrible who's <laughs> But Valor's fine. But Largand, that's just weird. <laughs> anyway, sorry for the uh the misinformation. And since we're talking about the comics, I also wanted to mention, again, since I wasn't here at the beginning of season two, I, I was very happy to hear when that they were going to bring Maggie Sawyer onto the series. But I was also a little, a little, what's the word, Chris? Miffed? Miffed, I guess. Because I know Maggie Sawyer from Batwoman, in which she is Kate Kane's girlfriend. And boy, do I ship those two. Uh, but the and the Maggie on Supergirl very very different from the comic book character, which is not me saying that's a bad thing. Uh, but I, I recently I started reading some comics featuring uh, this character Renee Montoya from uh, from she originated I believe in like Gotham City and the Batman at the animated series and things like that Gotham Central excuse me and. I was curious, you know, since they they clearly wanted this character on Supergirl the show to be a woman of color detective type. I was wondering why they didn't pick Renee Montoya instead of Maggie Sawyer to to bring on the show, but Chris, you you told me why. Well, my suspicion is that Renee Montoya does originate in the Batman comics, the Batman universe. Right. So like, I don't know if they actually have access to those characters. 
And Maggie Sawyer actually originated in Superman comics. So, which I didn't realize. If you're trying to make nods to the super universe, which they have done a lot on the show, it makes sense to me that they'd go with Maggie Sawyer. Yeah, I didn't realize that she originated in the Supergirl part of the universe because I know her from Batwoman. So, but that makes complete complete sense. And I'm I'm super happy with what they're doing with Maggie and I really like Floriana Lima who's playing her. Uh, mm-hmm. My my only kind of bummer part of of Maggie and this is just kind of I think a bummer of how uh, lesbian and queer female characters generally on mainstream TV are portrayed is that the Maggie Sawyer several iterations of Maggie Sawyer in the comics is more of a of a butcher character and it just it feels like mainstream tv is not brave enough to do butch lesbian characters or butch queer female characters and that's kind of a bummer for me but otherwise i'm super happy with what they're doing with with maggie sawyer glad to have you maggie you're great well we'll always have agent vasquez i don't know i don't know what to tell you (laughs) i don't know who agent vasquez is gotta watch season one okay i'm trying i'm i'm up to oh shoot i've finished red faced which is episode six vasquez i believe so i think so who is Vasquez? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Oh, Annie. <laughs> Wait, is she that chick with the short hair at the DEO? <laughs> yeah. Oh, her. Yeah. I need more of her. <laughs> she got killed. I know. Where is she, right? Yeah. She's in LA. <laughs> <sighs> But I am watching season one. I've gotten through six episodes, maybe seven. <laughs> it's possible I'm forgetting one. Uh, but I, 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 I thought that Red Faced. <laughs> I thought that Red Faced was a real kind of clicking point for the show. It felt like they kind of got their stuff together in that episode, and I really liked the the part where Kara was using her her laser eyes against. Is that the heat vision? Because sometimes it's heat vision. It's not laser eyes. It's heat vision. <laughs> okay, but sometimes they're blue and sometimes the, it's red. What's the difference? I don't know. Maybe when okay. it gets, she gets really mad and it, it's about to blow out her powers, then it gets red. Okay, but she was using her heat vision. Sorry, against the red tornado, and you know she's like processing all the anger that she feels about her parents and stuff. I thought that whole sequence was really well done, and I don't usually love flashbacks, but I thought that was a really well done little thing right there. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I was telling Annie when I was trying to get Annie to watch it again. I'm like, did you get to red face? Get to red face. I know, but the red tornado <laughs> looks so stupid. I I'd understand why they went the way that they did with it because of budget reasons probably, but I yeah. I kind of wish he had been all digital rather than yeah. a guy in a suit for yeah. some of the time. But I also have really liked the way that they've been handling Cat in season one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I liked that they had that episode where we got to meet her her younger son. I know she has another son that comes around later, but her younger son. And I like that they portrayed her as, like, a good mother. Because oftentimes when you have those kind of high-powered, business-oriented women, they are portrayed as having really fraught relationships with their young children. Mm-hmm. But, they, but they made it very clear. Like, they played games together. And, like, yes, she had nannies who helped take care of him, but – her son didn't seem to hate her or think she was away all the time. And that was nice and refreshing. Yeah. Yep. I thought so, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Good job, show. Because that's that's the thing that I love most about this show is that it is about people being supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It gives me warm, fuzzy feelings, which is why I cry so much. (sighs) (laughs) And of course, I loved it when Kara accidentally got really angry and yelled at Kat and Kat didn't fire her. And she was like, we need to have a drink. (laughs) I need to tell you some things. (laughs) And then Kara says, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) So I've been enjoying Kat's journey so far in the beginning of the series. So that's it for me in season one. I'll update y'all later when I make more progress. Don't hold your breath. It's not going to be super fast. (laughs) I'll just be sitting here twiddling my thumbs. I want to go back and watch it again. So I did manage to get episode 209 watch by today, though, Chris. So aren't you proud of me? I am proud of you. Thank you. I've been waiting all week. <laughs> I know. I saw Stephanie, have you watched it yet? I, yeah, I saw the DM come up and I'm all, just now? <laughs> yes, just now. It was iffy if I'd get it listened to in time to record this episode, but I did. <laughs> no, it's so funny, though, because one of our coworkers slash friends also watches the show and, and will come in our office and start talking about it. And I'm like... You better either, you know, plug your ears or run when Norales gets in. (laughs) No spoilers. (laughs) Should we have a rating system for the next episode, guys? On a scale of dry-eyed to welled up to (laughs) tears on my face, I rate this episode as... (laughs) If there are any scenes between Kara and Alex... I'm crying. It's going to be tears on on Chris's face, at least. <laughs> like it's not even it's not even really a, an effective rating system because you know I'll be crying. <laughs> I still think we should try it. I like the idea. Yeah. On a scale of <laughs> Stephanie to Annie to Chris, what is your cry rating? <laughs> I am crying right now <laughs> because I also cry when I laugh. <laughs> Chris is just perpetually leaking. <laughs> it's pretty true. <laughs> Sorry. It's it's terribly phrased, but true. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'd love to hear your thoughts about episode 209 of Supergirl. Supergirl lives! You can send it to us in a variety of ways. You can go on Twitter and contact us at Ask a Genre TV. We'd love to get voice messages, you can send one of those by using our smartphone, email it to feedback at askgenretv.com, or you can just send us a regular old-fashioned email. We will read those, too. You can also leave us an old-fashioned voicemail at 972-514-7223. Phenalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. You can find our other podcasts about shows like Lost Girl and Orphan Black and Killjoys over at askgenretv.com. Thanks for listening. We need a Supergirl theme ending. I can't think of one. I know. And we're up, up, and away. (laughs) I think Annie rejected that one. And I'm crying. No. (laughs) 